Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 60, and we're going to take a look real quick at a verse in Mark chapter 9, verse 24. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV Leadership Bible. Initially, I was going to read from the King James, but I think that it's a little choppy because it is written in a very Elizabethan style. and i don't think it really gets the point across the way that we need sometimes. So i'm going to be reading from verse chapter 4, or sorry, verse 24, excuse me, chapter 9. And it says immediately the boy's father exclaimed, "I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief." Now what happened before this was there was this father, his boy uh was possessed by a lunatic spirit. and the disciples could not cast this spirit out so the father went to jesus and said hey i need help with this my boy is possessed and this evil spirit is trying to kill my son you know please help me with this basically is what he's saying jesus asked the boy or asked the boy's father how long has he been like this from childhood he answered it has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus says, "If you can," as in questioning him, like, "You think I can't do this?" He says, "Everything is possible for one who believes." Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, "I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief." What Jesus is trying to convey here is that you cannot have belief and unbelief. You either believe or you don't. You know, our faith is a lot like a loaf of bread. A loaf of bread starts out as raw dough. Then you bake it and it becomes a loaf of bread. You can't have raw dough and a loaf of bread all at once. You either have cooked it or you haven't cooked it. That's what Jesus is saying here. But this father doesn't understand that. And the reason why he doesn't understand it is because He thinks he doesn't have enough faith and he's living in the oh woe is me mentality. I'm just a worm, I'm lower than dust because it says right here when he's talking about uh, his son, he says from childhood he answered, it has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him, but here's where his doubt comes into play. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. That word if, if you can. Jesus calls him out on that and says, "If you can, it's like if you don't think I can do this, then why are you asking me to help you?" And that's why the boy's father says, "I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief." You know, sometimes people view faith in terms of quantification, in terms of measurement. Sometimes Christians get into a bad habit of thinking, well, you know, I only have a teaspoon of faith. I I need to have a tablespoon of faith in order to get things done, or I need a fourth a cup of faith to really get things done, or I need half a cup of faith to get things done. Well, maybe if God gave me more faith and he gave me more of XYZ, I could do more with my life. That's not what the holy word of God says. Jesus says, everything is possible for one who believes. So if everything is possible, all you have to do is believe and it's taken care of. It's a done deal. 
But this father, his, his faith is, is messed up. And his faith is messed up because he's allowed self-pity to overcome him. And see, here's the thing when he says, take pity on us and help us. You know, sometimes as Christians we get into a bad habit of groveling. We think if we beg and plead and cry and do all this stuff over and over and over again, that that will make God act more quickly. That's not how it works. God saw what happened to you. He knew it. He knows it. He wants to hear from you. But if you're going to God in a beggar mode, that tells God that that you think he doesn't really love you and that you think he can't really help you. That is unbelief. You see, it it's one thing to know God exists. It's completely another thing to know that God exists and that he can and will help you. See, what's the point in believing in God if you think he can't help you? If you think if you think that he's always going to shame you and blame you? Shame and blame does not come from God, it comes from the enemy. And you know what's interesting is that this father, he wanted to see his boy healed. He truly did. But you know what's interesting is that the religious leaders at the time, they had the ability to help him with this because technically the priest of this time, based on the laws of Moses, if someone had a problem, all they had to do was go to the priest and offer up the right sacrifice according to the law of Moses and have some prayers lifted up to address the issue and the boy could have received his healing but unfortunately the stuck up snobby elitist religious leaders of the time which were the sadducees and the pharisees and the scribes they were more into how to describe this they were more into browbeating people with the law as opposed to helping their people Have you ever noticed that when someone doesn't want to help you, they don't really help you if at all? And if they do help you, it they're kind of half bleeping it. They're not doing the best. And to those people I say, "Hey, why don't you get your act together first before you start trying to help people that you can't really help? Because if you don't really mean it, then don't do it." You know what's interesting is that Jesus always means what he says and what he does. But this guy, he's stuck in pity mode. He's stuck in grovel mode. He thinks that if he, you know, goes on and on and and embellishes and over-embellishes his complaint, his request, that that will move Jesus to help them. You know, yes there are times we can cry and lift up our prayers to God because we're upset. But if you're only doing it because you think God doesn't hear you, you've missed the point. It's one thing to cry out because you're heartbroken. It's another thing to cry out because you don't think God can help you and you think that your tears will move him quicker, which is not true. God knew your pain before you opened up to him. This is why Jesus says If you can said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. He's basically saying to the father, "Why are you doubting?" 
That's why the father says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. See, again, you can't have belief and unbelief in, in the same realm. You just can't. You either believe or you don't. See, this guy did believe. He believed in Jesus. But he thought, oh, I've got a grovel. I've got a whine. I've got a whimper. That's not what the Bible says at all. The Bible says to go boldly to the throne of God with your prayer and petitions and know that God loves you, adores you, protects you, wants to hear from you and will help you with anything and everything that you have going on in your life. Nowhere in the Bible does God say, "Oh, well, you haven't cried enough tears. Have you groveled enough at my feet?" That's not what God says at all. That's what the enemy wants us to think about God. because the enemy likes to shame and blame. The enemy likes us to be as close to the ground as possible and not have the energy or the courage to look up. We are supposed to have our eyes set on heaven. That's where our heavenly father is. You know, it's very easy to keep your to keep your head down and not think that you're blessed. Well, I got news for you. If that's how you live your life, you are correct in that you're not blessed. And the reason why you're not blessed is because you're not looking to your heavenly father, which is where you need to be looking every day of your life. Now again, that doesn't mean be a religious browbeater or a Bible thumper and live in your bunker or your basement and never leave and and never talk to people. That's not what that means. Because being human means to be alive it means to interact with people it means to engage with people because as christian believers we are the light of the world how can we let our light shine if we don't get out of our comfort zone you know it's very easy to just stay in our house and never do anything it's very easy to go to the same church which I'm not against going to the same church but it's very easy to go to the same church sit in the same spot the same pew and never talk to other people that's not being a good christian that's not spreading the gospel that's not sharing the good news every single one of us on this earth is called to share the good news you just because i don't feel like it that's not an excuse Every one of us has the ability to share the good news. And I'll give an example. Whenever I go to a doctor's appointment, I always try and say, "Wow, I am really blessed." And it shocks the doctors cuz they're not used to people speaking that way. Like even though I'm I'm healthy, I'm happy, all those good, wonderful things, they're not used to to the patient speaking the blessing. Cuz you'd be surprised how many doctors don't believe in God. And if they claim to believe in God, they don't practice their faith because they have put science above God. They believe more in medicine than they than they do in the God that provided them medicine to heal patients. That's very sad and disturbing at the same time. So just know that with God all things are possible because again, I am reminded of the quote from uh, Audrey Hepburn who
who suffered a lot. She almost died at the hands of the Nazis. Uh, she and her family. They survived World War II. They almost starved to death. She said, "The word impossible has the words 'I'm possible.'" Think about that. She survived World War II, survived starvation, survived the Nazis, came over to the United States, got into the entertainment industry, and became a very successful, wonderful, beautiful film actress. How amazing is that? That is the blessing of God. You know, if she didn't want to have a good life, she could have easily just complained about what she went through during World War II and then post World War II. Because I imagine it was very difficult to get into Hollywood. She could have complained. She could have given up. She could have just accepted the starvation. She could have just rolled over and died, but she didn't do that. I think it's very important to keep our eye, to keep our eyes on the prize, which is heaven, which is our heavenly Father. That's why God tells us to look up, stand firm, take courage. Fear not, I am with you. That's why God doesn't like it or want us to grovel and whimper and this stuff and just, you know, degrade ourselves with this false humility. Oh, I'm just a worm. I'm lower than the dust. No, you're not. God breathed His life into you. He didn't breathe his life into anything else. He only breathed it into you and to me, into the human race. What a blessing and an honor that is. Read Mark chapter nine. It is really good because what you'll see is you'll see a father that doesn't know what to do. He has a little bit of faith. But he thinks his faith isn't enough to move mountains. See, he had faith the size of a mustard seed, but he just didn't realize it. So please recognize that you don't have to have faith the size of a cathedral or a turbojet to get things done or to get God to help you. God loves you where you are right now in your life, and wherever you are, your faith is enough, because God is everything. Jesus covered everything for us when He died for us over two thousand years ago at Calvary. Everything's been paid for. We have the victory. It's the enemy that wants us to think that we don't have the victory and we're not worthy of much of anything. Whenever you have a negative thought, do the opposite. That's what I learned to do: do the opposite. And I never realized how negative my mindset, my thinking was, until I started doing the opposite of every negative thing that came into my head.
And most of it was just simple stuff. Because sometimes I would think, well, I'm not going to get that job. Guess what? I got the job. Or I'm not going to get that promotion. I got the promotion. You have to rebuke this negative stuff because it's negative spirits. It's negative energy that has no place in our life. But again, whatever you tolerate is what you allow to contaminate. God wants you blessed no matter what. No matter what. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you.